Perfect. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome on in. RB here, Philly Take with RB. Back again with another edition of Sixers Talk. Got a lot of good things to talk about, especially after that game last night. Looking forward to the playoffs. And we're joined by a very special guest today, longtime Philadelphia sports personality, host of the Farzi Show every weekday, 6 to 7 a.m., Mark Farzetta. Mark, thank you so much for taking time to join the show, man. How you doing? Arby, I am great. I am thrilled to be on with you. This is an absolute pleasure. Very familiar with your stuff. You do great stuff on this digital platform, my friend. Uh, it is my honor to be with you, bud. Love it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And uh, we're back, and we got to hop right into it, man. Um, First and foremost, I've, I've been waiting to get something off my chest all day. I, I can't wait any longer, and I can't wait to get your take on it as well. Did not get to speak on it. Joel Embiid last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Monstrous performance. Dominated those boys. They didn't have their top two centers. What do you expect? And then this guy named J.B. Bickerstaff comes out, and he goes, you know, I mean, just pretty much crying to the media. I, I don't think I've ever seen a coach, at least in a very long time, try to come out and say that, they stole a game because Joel Embiid got fouled. I think he was uh, 18 for 20 or 17 for 20 from the line yeah, at 44 yeah. points. What the heck do you expect when you're not, you know, uh, eligible to play your top two centers? Come on, man. Well, this is like Tyron Lue just said this when the Sixers played the Clippers a couple of uh, what, two weeks ago. He said something very similar along the lines of, well, if you take the fouls away and they're foul shots, then all of a sudden they're just ordinary players. And it's like, if Will Chamberlain never made a free throw, I, I forget what it is, but I think he'd still be like top 20 all time in scoring. Like it's something ridiculous like that. But you can't say that about these guys because that is part of their game. If you don't like it, maybe play better defense. Tyron Lue, Jamie Bickerstaff, maybe that would be a better idea. He did go on in this press conference, Bickerstaff last night, and say, well, I'm not taking anything away. They're great players. Well, you're trying to take something away. By saying the Sixers stole the game is you trying to take away credit for them doing what they were supposed to do. Maybe instead of complaining about the officiating, maybe coach your guys as to how to attempt to defend a guy like Joel Embiid at least better than what they were doing last night. Let's not let's not make let's let's not say this isn't what it is. Joel Embiid does go for fouls sometimes. When he doesn't go for the basket, he's looking for the hard play. If you're not going to start stop the hard play, you're going to foul him. He's going to go to the line and he's going to get his points that way. It's all part of the game, as Joel Embiid has said many times over. It's all part of the game, and it's all part of knowing the game. So if he can do that and get those points that way, same thing with James Harden, then by all means, have at it. If they can't stop it and they can only cry about it, you're going to have a lot of success against them. Exactly. A monstrous performance from Joel Embiid. Let's be honest, the game probably shouldn't have been that close. 
he took over. And, and we won that game because of Joel Embiid. And I'm so happy because since James Harden came along the train, I feel like people forget all of these types of games that happened earlier this season. This was literally a daily occurrence. Joel Embiid carrying the team, going out, and, and putting on for his MVP case, right? And, and I thought last night he came out and did that once again. And I don't care who's crying about it, man. Joel Embiid is a top, uh, in, in my mind, a top three player in the league this year. And, you know, games like last night really kind of push his case even further. But what what is your take real quick on if he should have even played the game? Because I, I feel like there's this thing going on right now about Doc Rivers. And for some reason, I feel like Doc Rivers wants Joel to win the scoring title so bad, the MVP uh, trophy so bad. And, and look, so do I. Look, I, yeah. there's nothing I want more than Joel to win that MVP this year. And I'm looking at the scoring, you know, uh, lead right now and LeBron sitting at 30.3 and B jumped up to 30.2 into second place. I, there's nothing more I want. You know, I want mm -hmm. him to be the first center to average 30 since Shaq. But, you know, we're looking at the last couple games of the season now, the Pistons, the Pacers. Like, what do you think? Should he even be playing these? Games? Yes. Yes. After a thousand times, yes. Like, I don't know if the Sixers are going to win the championship this year. They've certainly given you a lot of cause for concern as the year has gone on, especially after James Harden. You're not sure what team you're going to get. If you're going to get a 15-point James Harden per night type guy, if you're going to get 25 points per night for James Harden, you're not sure what you're going to get in that regard as of yet. You certainly don't know what you're getting from Tobias Harris. And Tyrese Maxey has hit a little bit of a wall, not giving you as consistent scoring as he did when James Harden had just gotten here. But overall, you don't know what to expect. So let's get at least one thing out of this season. Let's get Joel Embiid those 30 points per game. Let's get Joel Embiid that MVP trophy. And then hopefully next year when this team knows themselves themselves a little bit better, maybe then you take that step forward and maybe add one more piece. Maybe you do flip Tobias Harris for bringing in a guy like Bradley Beal. Maybe that's the deal that happens in the future. But as of right now, I just want to see them get whatever they can get that's in their grasp. Whatever is in their reach right now, I want them to get. That includes a scoring title for Joel Embiid. It includes an MVP for Joel Embiid. And Doc Rivers can't give a guy a night off, even on a back-to-back, -back, when you played him in a back-to-back -back already. And I know it was against Joker the following night uh, after they had played the previous night. They came back and faced uh, the Joker, you know, they played, faced the Nuggets. That's a situation where you want him to go head-to-head -head against the guy who's the reigning MVP. This, after that, you've got to continue to play him because you're not going to have those back-to-backs in the playoffs. And if you're not going to have those in the playoffs, I see no reason why he shouldn't be playing for the rest of the season. If it's to pad his stats to help him win the MVP, if it's to get him a scoring title, whatever it may be, I say you let him loose. Because this team, as Joel Embiid said a couple of days ago, another reason why I play him is because the chemistry of this team needs to come together. They talked about after a couple of different losses with James Harden being here, they're still trying to figure it out. He alluded to the Jimmy Butler Sixers, that if everyone remembers, it wasn't just Jimmy, Jimmy Butler being added to the team early on in the season. It was at the trade deadline when they got Tobias Harris. So that was two different makeups of that team, or three even, how they started, the Butler team, the Harris team with Butler, and then how they finished the season. This is the James Harden, Joel Embiid Sixers that are still trying to figure it out. So I continue to play them, I play them together, and I let them continue to develop that chemistry as the playoffs get closer and closer. Hey, really fair point there. You know, yesterday I was kind of banging my head saying, Doc, come on, you know, Joel had ankle soreness. He's on a bummed ankle. But right. now that I think about it and you bring it up, it's like these guys still have only played about 16, 17 games right. together. Usually they have a whole, you know, training camp. They have a whole offseason to kind of get to know each other. Now it's just like you put everything in front of each other. Now you're going to have to go out and win some playoff series. Um, I'm kind of getting a hint from you that you don't feel like this Sixers team is it. We're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. Um but man, you know, I, I I'm happy that he played yesterday because without him, 
I feel like we would have lost by about. 20. Oh, like, they they won that game last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers simply because or two nights ago because Joel Embiid said or last night Joel Embiid said we're not losing. That's the only reason they won, and that's what a superstar does. That's what an MVP does. Hey, guess what, guys? Struggled in the first half, no big deal. James Harden struggling from the floor again, no yeah. big deal. We're not losing this game. I yeah. wanted Joel Embiid to almost have, and the numbers were great against the Bucks. I'm not taking anything away from, him. but he had the ball in his hands with three seconds left, and he was under the basket. And he rushed the shot because he didn't know how much time was left. Yeah. I love Joel Embiid. I think he is the MVP of the season. I think he's incredible. He even said after the game he needed to go up and he needed to dunk that basketball. That was a game I thought Joel Embiid was trying to take over and say, guess what? We're not losing this game to the Bucs. Same type of thing I think he did uh, last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Much lesser opponent, no doubt. When it came to one-on-one -on -one matchups, no doubt. Much easier for him. However, that was a game where he simply looked around and he goes, Hey, guys, guess what? Um, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going, basically. So let's get it going. And he went out there and he said, we're not losing. And he led them to a victory. Yeah, a lot of leadership, a lot of maturity, right? Especially, you know, years after, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Joel, that wouldn't have done that years ago. Right. Right? He wasn't as yeah. grown up. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me a couple of days ago when we had that historic performance against the Hornets, um, he said, you know, I'm only going to do it if it comes to me. Like, I'm going to play naturally through my game. And it, it just... There's levels to to where Joel's trying to go, and I think he's just that great. Mm -hmm. um, there's a difference, though, about whether we think he should win it, which I do, and if he will win it. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are, are claiming out there on, on the national stage that, well, the MVP race is over. You know, Jokic has three-to-one odds. He's a mm -hmm. finalist, this, this, and that. Um, what do you think actually happens? Do you think Joel has a chance to take this from either Giannis or Jokic? I do. I do think he has a chance. Uh, you don't play the way he's played throughout the year. I mean, the stat that's getting thrown around right now is 40 points, uh, 10 rebounds in 11 different games this season. The only two guys to do that in no. Westbrook and Moses have won MVP. So he definitely has a legit chance. The other thing is the turmoil and the adversity the Sixers have had to go through this year, right. thanks to that Benjamin Simmons character. And Joel Embiid has guided them through this entire time, played his best basketball at the height of that controversy to help this team be a playoff team. James Harden only coming more recently has obviously helped them improve as they get to know each other. But throughout the entire season, I don't know anyone that's dealt with more adversity than Joel Embiid. Giannis is great. Love Giannis. Joker, I respect the hell out of. Joel Embiid, if you're talking about most valuable player, Joel Embiid is the most valuable player to any team in the NBA. He needs to win that award. Should oh, She should win that award. Yeah. The unfortunate thing about this is that even in a game like last night, it'll go almost as a negative, simply because, as you said at the start of this, it shouldn't have been that close against the Cavs. Mm -hmm. And it was when it was that close against the Bucs, Joel Embiid had a shot with about 17 seconds left that he missed that would have tied the game. And then to tie the game again, I believe it was, under the basket, three seconds left, ball in his hands, he misses. They thought it was goaltending. Sixers get screwed because it was a it was what a jump ball situation after that. I think the national media will look at that. They'll look at the fact that he lost to Joker head to head, regardless of the fact that it was a back to back, and they'll award it to Joker again. If you're asking for my prediction, Joker's going to win the MVP. If you're asking for what should happen, Joel Embiid should win the MVP. But I uh, I think it's going to go to Joker, unfortunately. Uh, and to answer your question from before, I do think that this team has a legit chance to win a championship. I don't think they will. I think that they have the I think their best chance to get to the conference finals that they have had since Allen Iverson has been here. But as far as winning a title, I don't think it happens this year. Yeah, very interesting. And and you know, I think it's interesting the point you bring up uh about Jokic. 
um, and, and about the head-on matchup. I, I feel like people are going to take that out of context. I feel like the Nuggets bench was really the Warriors of that game. That exactly. Up. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting to me because all of these guys are deserving of the MVP. Like it's been a while since we had a season where there's three guys like this far ahead of the race. And you know what's what? what one point I, I think really sticks out that you know should kind of propel Joel is that. Wait, you know, it's not too often that we see guys win it back to back. Now, if it was a yeah. wide margin, uh, you know, sure. Uh, but I agree with you. This is Joel's time to win. I Jokic has one, Giannis has one. Joel might have won it last year if he played more games. It's Joel's time. Yeah. Um, and and I, I hope we get it done. And you know, transitioning to the other point about the Sixers being a championship team. First and foremost, shout out to everybody in the chat. Hit that like button and subscribe. Also, uh, the Farzy Show link is pinned in the chat. Be sure to subscribe to him as well. Uh, he's putting out constant content and follow us on Twitter at RB Philly take at Mark Farzetta. Um, can the Sixers win a championship this year? Man, this I feel like one game we go from looking like championship contenders to the next game. We're wondering, you know, is this team even going to be able to beat a playing team? And yeah. it's, it's a struggle. And I, I put it on a lot on the coach because I feel like the way he's answering these questions in press conferences, it's the little things, right? Like you need to put out that that sort of energy that kind of you know gets reflected down to your team and i feel like sometimes this team just comes out lazy they come out and they're they're not motivated uh but anyway i think the sixers can hang with anybody in the east in a playoff series that's the truth because uh they have the best player in basketball joel Embiid. the question is like you said are we consistent enough do we have the chemistry to step up yet what is James Harden going to be in the playoffs? I have no clue. And it's frustrating because if we get the James Harden, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really fear anybody in, the, in this conference. I don't. I mean, I think Milwaukee having the championship experience from last year would, it's probably going to be the toughest matchup. But, you know, Boston, Robert Williams goes down. Miami having issues in the locker room. Brooklyn, don't even get me started with Brooklyn. Okay, I'm not. I'm not scared of Brooklyn. I'm sorry, uh, Benjamin. Like you, you talked about earlier, he's not even playing the rest of the year. Right. They announced that earlier. Um, I think we have a shot against anybody because of Joel Embiid. But will the role players step up? And for the love of God, will Doc Rivers adjust in a playoff series? If we see an all bench lineup, I might. <laughs> I might lose my mind. I lost a bet to a friend of mine, 50 bucks on the all bench lineup thing. And I'm like, Furcon's in again, damn it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I never thought this, like I, my, I guess, prime fandom years were the Andy Reid years of the Eagles. Like that's when I was like, you know, in high school, into college, and then obviously in the professional world and all that stuff. And that's the coach I was experienced uh, enough with, with the Eagles. And we all know that I got to do a better job. I got to be responsible. It's 100% on me. All the stuff that Andy Reid used to say, time's yours, that whole thing. <laughs> I never thought I would crave a coach saying, that's on me. That's my responsibility. I need to do a better job. I never thought I would crave those words again, more so than when I listened to a Doc Rivers press conference, because it's never his fault. It never. is never his fault. Elliot, they ask him the famous question about what of this was coaching. Would you ask Pop that question? No, because Pop has won five times the amount of championships that you have. So, yes, I'm answer I'm asking you the question. So, yes, <laughs> I'll ask you the question. When he said that, I went, okay, maybe, because I like Doc. I wanted Doc to be here. I thought he would be the authoritative figure that might shake yeah. up Ben Simmons enough and all that stuff. Oh. And then he kissed Ben Simmons' ass throughout the entire year last year, up until the point he actually benched him and then said, yeah, I don't know if I can win a championship with this guy. After telling after telling reporters that they didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, oh, you want me to bench Ben Simmons? Next game, bench Ben Simmons. Uh, 
so with all that, I, everything that he said so far last year and into this year with the would you ask pop that question? And then I'll never forget this. I couldn't believe he said it because my first reaction was, well, Joel Camp shouldn't be tired. You got to get up for a game against Joker. But after that game that they lost to the Jazz, or the Nuggets, excuse me, uh, Doc Rivers comes out to the media and they said, hey, what was with the rotation with, with Joel Embiid? And he goes, well, Joe got tired. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, well, Joel got tired, so it kind of, you know, it, it threw us through a loop and he needed to come out and then we yeah. put him back in. And it's like, we always want accountability. And I, we always want players to be held accountable. We don't want a coach to lie to us. But every once in a while, you might want to improve the truth a little bit so you don't out your player as much as you did. You went through an entire year kissing Ben Simmons' ass, and then all of a sudden you're talking about how Joel Embiid's tired. You're talking about how it wasn't the bench's problem. It was James Harden's problem. Like, okay, well, Doc, what's your problem? Like, what is what, like, what would you do differently? When you see your guys aren't really looking good in shoot-around, as you said the other day, what are you saying to them? What are you doing? If you notice that lackadaisical attitude drifts into the game in the early going, say, what are you saying? What are you doing? What are you changing up? What's your message then? Instead yeah. of actually offering those solutions or points of motivation, he's just talking about how the guys didn't feel like playing. Yeah. And it's like, are, are you are you at the end of your contract already and nobody knows it? Like, are you is that the deal? Do you want to be out of this team? Like, do you want to be away from Joel Embiid and James Harden? At least the guys that you don't want to be around. Because when it comes down to it, who do you think the team's going to choose? Who do you think ownership or Daryl Morey's going to choose? Do you think he's going to choose Doc Rivers? Or do you think he's going to choose the guy that he just brought in and James Harden and a guy that's a perennial MVP candidate at the very least in Joel Embiid? Because I think he's going to kind of go with the players on the team before he goes with the coach. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you just made like three solid points. Um, <laughs> I tweeted out the other night. I said, what I blacked out. I don't even know what I said. What did I say? <laughs> I mean, you're on a roll there. but I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other night, I'm like, I literally, I, I could, I'm not watching a Doc Rivers press conference anymore. I, what is the, has this guy once ever went to the podium and said, I have to be better? I don't think I've ever heard it. I, no, you've never, I like, just one, just please one conversation with Andy Reid and you'll be blaming yourself for everything. Like, I'll open it, I'll welcome it with open arms. Just, yeah. well, I really shouldn't have, uh, you know, what did I do there? I put in Bassey. Woof. He's not even here anymore, and I found him in the G League and brought him back up. Like, like just one time I want to hear that from Doc Rivers. Like, that was on me, my responsibility, players in a better position, time's yours. Like, yeah. even throw me a time's yours, please. Yeah, exactly. And it's weird because, again, like, this team is so back and forth. I want to believe. You know, I, I see these games where and, – and I think about the playoffs, and I'm like, okay, Joel Embiid is going to take over a playoff series. First-round playoff series, Joel could probably win the damn thing by himself. Yeah. but. My confidence is has been struck after those two games back to back, Phoenix and Milwaukee. And, and you know, for months, all I've been hearing is Sixers got fleeced in a trade. They gave up too much depth. This and that. Let me tell you something. And, and I want to get your take. The Sixers have enough talent to win the championship, mm -hmm. but they it's the adjustments, and I can't take it. How do you continually do the same thing? You know, Ben was the main reason we lost last year, but sure. Doc Rivers was a close second. You know. Those two games where he failed to adjust, we blew an 18-point lead and a 20-whatever-point lead. Like, I, how do you continually do the same thing? We had Milwaukee on the ropes until they let Giannis go for 17 straight on Paul Millsap. We had Phoenix on the ropes. Mm. And it's just the same thing over and over. And go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's another thing with Joel Embiid. After that press conference after the Bucks, where Joel Embiid said, I should match minutes with yeah. Giannis. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, first off, I agree. And I was thinking, where the hell's Joe? If you're watching this run, if you're Doc Rivers, you put Joe back in. 
And then I was thinking about it after the game. If if Joel Embiid loves Doc Rivers, yeah. he's not saying that. Mm-hmm. Like he's not saying that. He's saying, "Well, hey, look, my ankle hurt. I couldn't go in, or whatever. My back hurt. Yeah, whatever it might be." When he said that, I was like, "Oh, the wheels are in motion. Doc's gone. If yeah. this team does not make it to at least a conference finals, Doc's gone." Yeah, and, and that's actually where I wanted to go with it. But just to that point, I really feel like. You know, Joel Embiid, think of him as a man, like his entire journey, his career. I feel like he's at a point where I finally got rid of that toxicity. Now I got a team that can go win. I'm the leader on his team, and he's sick of it, man. Like, this is the, you know, who knows what's going to happen four years down the road, five years down the road. This is the time, and I think Joel's out here like, we got to get this together because, you know, who knows what's going to happen next year, the year after. We have a shot. Yeah, RB, well, what do we hear the entire time, like through this offseason with Ben Simmons during the season, right before the trade deadline? We don't want to waste the prime of Joel Embiid's career. Yeah. Well, yeah. not to sound too much like a 30 for 30 episode, but what if I told you Doc Rivers was wasting the hell out mm. of a couple of prime years here of Joel Embiid? And I think that's what the front office is thinking about right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're on to something. I think you are. And and I wanted to go to uh, that last point. We'll, we'll hit a couple more here. Um, does Doc Rivers get fired after this year? I feel like we came into the year and we thought, okay, we're going to, you know, we got this whole elephant in the room. We're going to address that. Now we have someone else. And I said, you know, if we make a trade, now the the focus is going to shift to the coach. When when we're struggling, can he get him in the right positions? I'm sick and tired of watching Tyrese Maxey go from a 27-point-per-game guy and fading out of the offense. Mm-hmm. I think Tobias Harris is fine in his groove. The bench, could they improve a little bit? Of course. But if you're Doc Rivers, man, and you have all this – you know, this history on your track record, blowing leads and having superstars, like you got to get it done. And, and if you don't, man, I, I, I agree with actually with, with what you said. I, I think if we don't get past the second round again, I think he's done. I think, he's I, done. I think, I, I don't think there's any other, any other way to look at it. I mean, he was brought in here to be the difference maker. Brett Brown got this team to game seven of the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. Like that's what Brett Brown did. Yeah. Doc Rivers needs to do a lot better than that. And I know you might say that that was a more complete team. They had more games together and all that stuff. But like I said earlier, that was the Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris team that went through three different phases. And Brett Brown talked about it all the time about trying to find the right rotation of that. And he had his struggles with the rotation and he at least made a drastic change in telling Jimmy Butler, Hey, go handle the ball. Ben, uh, why don't you just get in the dunker spot and actually dunk? That'd be fun. But that was the whole thing that, 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 that Brett Brown had to go to doc rivers has already won a championship. He's coached another championship. He's been to the playoffs with multiple teams. You got to be able to harness that talent. You got to be able to get the best out of that talent a lot better than what Brett Brown was able to do. I think if they don't make it to a conference finals this year, at least a conference finals, and then the aesthetics of that, like if they get swept in the conference finals, which I don't think would happen if they made it there, but if they did, then you just got to look at it and say, well, did they even really make it to the conference finals and they got swept by whoever? So that's what I think the front office is looking at right now and evaluating. And I honestly think it's going to come down to Daryl Morey and maybe even Elton Brand going up to Joel Embiid and James Harden after the season and saying, what do we do here? And I don't think Doc Rivers is making himself a nice bed to lay in if they do get bounced out in the second round or get blown away in the conference finals if they make it that far. So I think a lot of it comes down to the aesthetics of it, but also I think a lot of it will come down to Joel Embiid and James Harden saying, yeah, we're good on Doc. Like they might even just want to put in their own guy that's not going to be as much of a strong personality type guy. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, what, Dan Burke, the assistant coach right now yes. for the Sixers that coached a couple of games this season? Got some good Look, guys on the sideline, man. Yeah, I don't want to overreact to anything in terms of what a couple of games he did for this team was but in that time 
they're like showering him with water. They they love him. You know, they're talking about how great he was and yeah. the defensive mastermind, whatever. But if they like him, and that could be Joel Embiid's guy, nobody roots harder for anybody than your guy will root harder for you. Exactly. So that could be something that they decide to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were up for those games, right? They looked yeah. up and, and that's what I need to see from Doc Rivers. Not like he wants to be out on a golf course in California. <laughs> he needs to be ready to go. Yeah. Time, man. yeah. He needs to. Uh, yeah. One last thing before I let you get out of here, please. Um, and again, thank you for coming on. I, I really My pleasure. It. And it's, I love having people on, especially you. Um, first round. First Do you talk, round. you talk this sweet to all your guests. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You're always welcome, man. Always welcome. Thank, thank you. First round matchup. You don't have to explain. You can't explain. It's up to you. Who do you want and why? Because I've been putting this out there, man. I am not ducking anybody. I <laughs> joke. Last year, we constantly talked about easiest path to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. I'm always in that realm. Oh, my yeah. God. All the time. People are like, oh, I want to prove it. I want to beat whoever. And I'm like, why? Right? Whoever yeah. says I want that team that we're playing to be better. What the hell's yeah. wrong with you? Like, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think that way last year, but after last year, I, I'm I'm broken, man. All right, we go out here, and I'm ready to play whoever. But who, who's your optimal first round matchup? Optimal first round matchup, I, I guess, would be the Cavs. Yeah. Um, I just think they're a team that really people talk about learning to win, right? I think the Cavs are very much a team that needs to learn how to win, um, and I don't think they're in that spot yet. I think the Sixers can take advantage of that. Uh, the Bulls don't get DeMar DeRozan going off for like 45 a night uh, is scary, but it doesn't scare me to the point of I don't want to face them. So they want to really bother me. And Joel Embiid always seems to dominate against the Bulls. So I don't face, I don't I don't mind the Bulls too much. The Bucks obviously know how to win. The Heat don't even scare me that much. Uh, the Nets are the team that I know everyone's talking about, especially with the second half of the season and the, the COVID restrictions being lifted when it comes to mandates in New York City. So I know a lot of people look at that, but I'm more in your realm where I'm more along the lines of, if I have to pick, then yeah, give me the Cavs. Yeah. But if they face the Nets, let's go, man. Let's party. If yeah. they face uh, the Heat, yeah, okay, I don't. That, let's go. If they face the Bucks, let's go. Like, there's no team that I absolutely look at and say, man, I just hope they avoid them in the first round, whatever it is, because I think the Sixers can be that good. But as far as championship leather, le uh, level good, that's what concerns me because they've been so inconsistent. But in terms of making it through the East or at least getting to a conference finals, there's no team that I look at and go, well, the Sixers will be lucky to win a game in that series. Like, I see every series, even against the tougher teams, being one that the Sixers could win in six or seven games. Yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's looking like it's going to shape up to be one of the best playoffs uh, oh, yeah. in a long time, man. Long time. Um, but, hey, I appreciate you coming on. 190 in here. Definitely subscribe to uh, the Farzee Show every weekday, 6 to 7. Link is pinned in the chat. At Mark Farzetta. Follow him on Twitter. At RB Philly. Take follow me as well. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us, man. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you to you for your uh, your platform. Thank you to your awesome chatters, your commenters, and all that stuff. Uh, great catch up with all those guys as well. And I'll see you guys on the, the digital platform that we enjoy so much. Love it, man. Hey, thank you so much. You do great stuff, brother. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. That was Mark Farzetta. Host of the Farzy Show. Love him, man. Love the energy. Always, uh, Always showing up and showing out. Uh, we'll stay on for a little while. 190 in the chat. I'll answer some questions. Seeing you guys uh, coming strong in the chat. What do we think? What do we think, man? Uh, we have a $2 donation. Don't think I missed any other ones. Um, from Seth Rowe. What's going on, Seth? Says, I'm worried about Glenn in the first round. He is bad. You think we're going to be a first round exit? 
first round exit. Seth coming with the hot takes. Yo, if we if we lose in the first round, man. If we lose in the first round, um, I mean, it obviously depends who we're playing. It it depends who we match up against. But if we were to go down in the first round, um, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> That'd be rough, man. That'd be rough. So a couple things I wanted to hit on. We kind of uh, touched on it there. Number one, guys, you know, not going to sit here and and talk about this anymore. And that's why I'm not making a video about it. But for the people in here, you know, we were right about Ben Simmons, by the way. Um, I tweeted out, I think it was on March 5th. I put it up on my Twitter yesterday. Definitely follow me at RB Philly Take. I put it on my Twitter. I said on March 5th that, Ben Simmons would not play another game this season. Uh, I don't even know if this guy is going to play. There was a video today that surfaced from the Nets practice. Uh, one of the videos, he's trying to shoot free throws, and his elbow is like all the way out, not even tucked. It looked like he went back five years. Um, and the the other video I saw was him trying to do back stretches, and he just did not even look into it. Like, I'm just telling you, man, look, I'm not going to hate on the dude anymore. Do I like him as an athlete in Philadelphia? Per no, not at all. Um, I don't know if that dude's ever going to play again. <laughs> like, I was right. I was right about one thing. He's not playing this season. Woj said that, and Steve Nash confirmed today that he will not play the last four games and will not play in the play-in. They said that they're going to try. You know, if the Nets get to the playoffs, that they're going to try. They're not. He's not playing. There's no way he gets thrown into a playoff series. There's no way he gets thrown into a playoff series. Um, but I'm starting to wonder if this guy even plays again. It's very weird. It's very weird, man. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about, like we, we started off the show with JB Bickerstaff pretty much complaining about Joel Embiid Are you know, you're really going to come out here and say, I know he gave him credit later on. You're going to come out here and say that Joel Embiid, um, you know, got to the line too much when you're down Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, you're going to complain when when the when those two are out and Joel Embiid's taking it to the rack every time, honestly, there's fouls that he doesn't even get. I mean, come on, man, come on, let, let's stop it, let's stop it, man. Uh, the Sixers got a couple good wins. Uh, I do agree with Mark's point about, um, you know, wanting to get that MVP for Joel. I definitely do. Now, I I personally prioritize health towards the playoffs more, uh, but I'm starting to really think that Embiid's going to play most of the final games. I'm starting to think Embiid's going to play maybe all the final games, maybe rest one, because it seems like Doc is intent on him getting the MVP. It's now starting to seem like Joel is intent on him getting the MVP. And, I mean, I don't know, man. That's just what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. So it's definitely going to be interesting, man. It's definitely going to be interesting. We have um, – where'd that comment go? It was a very nice comment. Um, Joseph, Joseph, what's going on, man? He says, I think your show is the best. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. We're, we're uh, constantly trying to bring the coverage. By the way, we're going to have probably a call-in show either later this week or next week, you know, gauge the playoffs. We're probably, we have more collabs coming up. Did you guys enjoy this collab? Let me know in the chat. Uh, definitely like getting new guests on and, and Mark is a uh, really good Philadelphia sports personality and he does great stuff, man. So let me know if you guys enjoyed the collab and want to see more of those. I have. Definitely some lined up for the, the next week or two. Um, but, yeah, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. 
Joseph says, nobody can stop Embiid. Harsh says, I feel like we need Bradley Beal because I don't know if Harden has his quick first step. The Harden thing is very interesting to me. And even if you don't want to rest Joel Embiid, I would rest James Harden. I would rest Harden for the final games because he's not winning an MVP. And you can tell his first step, his burst is not there. And I, you know, I'm sorry, as much as much as I, you know, go back and forth and, you know, is Harden still it? Is he not? I'm sorry, but like it really does look like his hamstring is bothering him. And I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm not saying, you know, he should be taking these kinds of shots like he is. I think the offense needs to come together better. I really enjoy watching the pick and roll with Harden and Embiid. Maxi sitting in in the shadows, ready to cut. Thibel going back door. That's what I like to see. And I feel like when we do that, we're effective. But when we get away from that, we get we kind of get off track. And, and personally, I feel that you know Harden he has to have something bothering him. And if that continues in the playoffs, it's going to be hard for us to to win a couple series which is why I think he needs to rest because think about it when James Harden rested for what, however many days or games it was before he got traded, he came right out of the gate and the first five games with the Sixers, he looked good. He looked really good, but maybe, maybe, you know, these, these back to backs and stuff are taxing on James Harden. Maybe I would definitely rest him though. If you don't want to rest and beat fine, I would rest James Harden. E. Gorn says, what's better uh, the rest of the season, lose the MVP or play the rest and we lose in the first round? I mean, if we're losing in the first round, uh, I, I would want him to win the MVP. Like, pretty easy question there. Um, Seth Rose says, are you keeping Tobias next season? I got to see how he does in the playoffs before I make a decision. Personally, you know, I wouldn't mind going either way because I feel like James Harden is going to get paid. There's no way... And this is the the one thing that I don't understand when it comes to Sixers fans. They're ready to are you know just ship Harden out. At that point, why'd you make a trade if you're going to keep him for half a season if you lose and then ship him out? No, yet Maury is definitely going to re-sign James Harden. And this notion out there that we can just ship him out and have cash chase, no, no, no. Then you're giving up the next couple years. You got to hope and pray that Harden comes back after a fresh off season and looks you know, more in, uh, content and, and just more ready to go in, in game shape. Um, and for now, you have to hope that his hamstring holds up in the playoffs. But Harden is definitely going to be here for multiple years. The thing that I'm worried about is uh, Daryl Morey giving him too much. You know, how much are you willing to pay for James Harden if, he's, if he doesn't look too fresh right now? Um, so I think Harden's going to stay. In terms of Tobias Harris, though, Seth, I personally feel that uh, Maury is going to likely move him if we get bounced in the first or second round. I don't, I don't see Tobias staying here just because of his contract. Uh, I think we're going to try to target more athletic two-way players, which is what we've needed guys that can knock down shots and also rebound. That's an area that we are definitely slacking in is the rebounding from our four. Tobias Harris just is not the best rebounder. He's not the most athletic. And that's just who he is, man. And it sucks because Tobias is finding his groove right now. And I'm happy for him. And I need him to show up like this come playoff time. But we saw what happened last year in the playoffs. And depending on what happens this year, and you're looking at that contract saying, what is the one way 
this team can improve going into the offseason, it's you move that contract and you try to maneuver some pieces, right? So I could definitely see that happening. Um, obviously, Tobias has a bad contract. He's a likable guy. He's playing well right now. But look, man, Tobias, that contract's probably going to get moved. We got the worst contract, which is Ben out of here. So we got to keep on going, man. Travis with the $2 donation. Thank you very much, Travis. Appreciate it. It says, great collab with Farzi. Really appreciate that, Travis. Thank you for showing love, man. Uh, yeah, we, we have good things coming for sure. I'm glad you guys are giving insight in the chat. Definitely a good collab. I have a couple others I want to do before the playoffs uh, and, and a call-in show for sure. Uh, but yeah, it was good having him on. He had uh, reached out. and It was a great collab, man. Fan of what he does. Um, thank you for that. Harden getting 60 million says LJ. There's no way. I don't see Harden getting 60 million a year. It's just not happening because what happens in the NBA, it's a, it's a, a now type of league. It's a now it's a right now. What have you done for me lately? And based off what Harden has shown and how he's played, I don't see Maury going and giving him $60 million a year. I don't see it happening. Um, and I don't think that's what anybody else will give him. I don't think that is what anybody else will give him right now in the NBA. If you go and, and look at a team and say, based off of the inconsistent play right now, now if he shows up in the playoffs, different story. If he looks fresh, but you got to keep monitoring uh, that situation. So we'll see what happens. Joseph, thank you for that, man. Appreciate the love. Um, Big Earl. <clears throat> Let me get some water. Big Earl, you definitely don't watch uh, the channel consistently. You definitely don't watch the channel consistently. Um. <laughs> Justin says, lag city. Are we lagging? Are we lagging? It doesn't show any lag on my screen. Let me know. Let me know if we are. Um. Justin, I don't agree necessarily with your take that he's washed. I don't think it's fair, um, you know, to to say that he's washed after 17 games with a new team and a new core. Um, I just think his hamstring has been bothering him. Now, obviously, he needs to be more consistent, but, you know, give it some time and wait and see. I don't think that's a fair take at all. Um, just not fair, in my opinion. The guy still had a triple-double yesterday. He's still averaging 10-plus assists. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Exactly, King Kane. I agree. Nobody has given James Harden $60 million. It's just not going to happen based off how he does look and the inconsistencies. Um, and that's just how it is, man. Evan, thank you for being here, man. Yo, everybody hit that like button, by the way. If you guys have enjoyed this um, and this collab, definitely hit that thumbs up, man. It definitely helps the channel. Uh, appreciate it. Shout out to all the channel members, by the way. Patrick Thompson in here. There's no lag. Thank you, man. Kevin, what's going on? Doing good, man. Doing good. Um, Joseph, yeah, we got we got some good things in the works, man. Trust me. Trust me. But I need you guys to continue supporting and sharing the show, following the Instagram page, the Twitter page. The links are coming through in the chat. Um, definitely continue supporting, man. And we have good things on the way, no doubt. And we will be covering the entire playoffs. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait to see what happens. Um Joanna, it's definitely not an excuse. Uh, does he need to play better? Yes. Has he been taking bad shots? Yes, I can I can agree with that. But, you know, you got to cater your offense 
to uh, his strengths right now. And, and the hamstring is, is the truth. I mean, he has had a hamstring injury. Those are tough to deal with. It's just the fact that it matter. Um, so we got to hope that it gets better. We got to hope that it gets better. Legendary Boris says James better be put up 30 for 60 million. That's still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. Why do the media dislike uh, Joel Embiid? It's just a Philly thing. Just a Philly thing. He said it today. You know, he said he feels like he's hated by the media. And it's going to be tough for him to win. I hope he does, but we will have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Remo, I agree. I want James Harden to shoot from all over the floor. I don't like him consistently relying on a step back. And I don't like when we go away from the pick and roll and just run uh, Harden isos. Because if we do that in the playoffs, it's not going to work. He can't blow by anybody right now. And he's not keeping anybody honest. So when he tries to do his little step back, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So <clears throat> who's my take on the finals matchup? I have no clue. It's going to be a really good playoff uh, run this year. And I can't wait to see how it flies, man. I think anybody in the East could come out. I do. And I can't wait to see. So Kevin's all good, man. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I was hoping to have him on a little bit longer, but you know, he had to do some things, but I definitely look forward to getting him back on. And if you guys are coming in just now, definitely watch it back on the rerun. I, you know, great energy. It was a lot of fun, man. Justin says Embiid takes responsibility. I agree. And I think he wants that MVP. He's going to try. He's going to try, man. <clears throat> Pat says, just the fact he's a threat opening up things for others. Yeah, exactly. That's why he needs to attack the basket. He needs to continually attack the basket because you're going to pull in more defenders. Even if Harden can get more consistent with that little float, you're going to pull in more defenders. And Maxie's got to get going. The first five games and, and sprinkles throughout so far, we've seen Maxie get aggressive with James Harden. When Harden plays well, Maxie usually plays well. It kind of aligns with each other. And then you got Thibel. We need him cutting back door, knocking down some shots. We need everybody contributing. We do. Because like I said to, to Mark Farzetta, the Bucks game, the Suns game, those games showed me that we can hang with these solid teams. But the right things need to happen. The right adjustments. Guys need to be engaged. Come on, man. And uh, also, guys, I will be dropping a video sometime either this week or next week giving a list uh, on who I would like to play in the playoffs. I will be dropping a video about that, and we'll definitely talk about it. But like I said to Mark Farzetta, again, I am not really worried about any team. I think any team would have a good series with the Sixers, and I, I'm, I'm tired of saying, oh, let's go for the easiest path. Whoever comes in our way, we're going to go up against. Now, I think it's a very close race uh, in the East. So I can't wait to see what happens, man. Yeah, we got to stop turning the ball over. We got to be smart. And, you know, the, the thing I'm just worried about, we need to step on the gas pedal and hold these leads come third, fourth quarter. Playoff time, I'm sorry. We, we might have to go to an eight-man rotation. We cannot, and I, and I mean, we cannot have lineups, number one, where Harden and Embiid are both not on the floor, and number two, we cannot have an all-bench lineup. If that happens, you can chalk it up right now. We're not winning. If that happens right now, you can chalk it up. Everyone on the team is bought in except Doc. Again, from Doc Rivers, I, I need more energy. I need more energy. You need to get up. 
I know these final games are kind of a blur. You want to get to the playoffs, but come playoff time, we better be prepared. We better be prepared. There was a question of Doc Rivers asking him, you know, uh, what is the plan for the week between the end of the season and the start of the playoffs? And Doc Rivers said, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You better get these things organized, figured out. You better have this team, you know, grinding all its gears, ready to go, come game one of the playoffs. You got to take advantage. We need to sweep our first round opponent. We need to win four to one. We can't be going seven games in the first round. We need it. We need to grind it out in the first round and go 4-0-4-1 and give ourselves some rest before the second round. That's what we need to do. Will we do it? Depends who we play, depends how we play. Um, I just don't get it, man. We got to get ready. Jess, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Seth with the $5 donation. Appreciate it, man. This is Arby. Who would you like if Tobias goes? I want shooters and rebounders around our big three. Have you thought that far yet? I haven't thought about who I would want. Obviously, there's a lot that depends on who's available and, you know, how the offseason is trending. But like, like I mentioned on, on your last comment, um, I think that we need to get more athletic. And, I mean, we we need to get quicker more athletic, and we need guys who are willing to do a little bit of everything. There's a reason I like George Niang's game so much. Sometimes he's off, but the dude brings energy. We Good teams, right? Championship caliber teams, they have that DNA. Look at the Phoenix Suns. You see how fast they evaporated that lead we had when we played them? It's because they have the tough, gritty guys. They have the Mike Hell Bridges who can hit shots and, and strap up your best player. It's because they have the Jay Crowders who are not afraid to rip into somebody. We need more guys like that. We need athletes. We need a four who's going to rebound. And we we just need to, to move up and down the floor quickly. Because when you have Maxi, when Harden's hamstring looks good, right? You have even Thibault as a menace on defense. When you have those kinds of players, you can move up the floor and piss a team off. So personally, I agree. I don't, I don't, I would not go for another star as of as of right now. I would not go for another star. But what I would do is try to get some of those pesky players or or three and D players, athletic guys, to help really, you know, make this team come full circle. That's what I would do. Um, and also another take that has come up recently, uh, both on Twitter, in in the YouTube chat, in our Discord. Uh, would I bring Tyrese Maxey off the bench? Absolutely not. I am not shaking up the lineup at this point. There's no way I'm doing that. The only lineup change I would make come playoff time is if we go like two games in the first round of the playoffs and Matisse Thibel is doing nothing. Because Matisse Thibel sometimes has an incredible game and then he has a non-existent game. He literally goes from everything, three steals, two blocks, and a couple three-pointers, and then the dude won't shoot the ball, and he doesn't do anything. Has no impact, four fouls by halftime. We cannot have that thigh ball in the starting lineup. The only lineup change I would make midway through a playoff series is bringing Danny Green in the starting lineup if thigh ball will not shoot the ball or, you know, or gets into foul trouble or something like that. But I'm keeping Maxi in a starting lineup. And, you know, at the end of the day, Maxie's still going to play the same amount of minutes, even if he's on the bench. 
So what's the point? No, I need Shake Milton to step up. I need Shake Milton to step up and take it and want it and be aggressive. When he is, he can score. That's what I need off the bench. <clears throat> Shout out to all 210 in the chat, by the way. Hit that like button, guys, for sure. Thank you for being here. Um, also, damn, one question I wanted to ask Mark kind of slipped my mind, but national championship tonight, man. National championship. Kansas, UNC. Obviously, my Nova guys fell. Tough game. At least put up a fight, right? Put up a fight. But who do we got tonight? Kansas or UNC? I think I might go with the upset. Even though Kansas is more dominant, I might go with the upset because UNC just keeps pulling these wins out somehow. Uh, I might do it, man. Might do it. William says, not this season. Maxie can come off the bench if we have two better guards next year. I don't think Maxie's coming off the bench. I think he has the experience now to start and be that guy. So, it wasn't the Eastern Conference Finals. It was the second round. Why do Sixers fans act like they were about to win? Win what? We were, we were definitely, or we should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was the easiest path to the Eastern Conference Finals. And we would have put up a good fight against the Bucks, man. Not saying we would have won, but we would have had a really, really good shot uh, to win that to win that series. And that's that's the thing that's been bugging me lately as I reflect and I think about this team. Because think about it, man. If the Sixers don't win this year, who knows what's going to happen next year or the year after? Uh, it is Joel Embiid's best chance behind us, or the Sixers' best chance behind us? Because usually at least the conversation or, or the topic is, oh, well, you got to wait for your guys to mature. You got to wait for them to, you know, get to a certain age, 28, 29, for them to contend. Well, the Sixers had a damn good shot when our guys were 24 and 26, which is, which is definitely the fear right now. And the Sixers need to capitalize, put that to waste, and get going forward, man. That's what we need. That is what we need. Seth with the $2 donation says, what about Niang for Tees? Don't think he should start. Uh, thank you for the donation, Seth, again. Uh, I would not start George Niang. I would actually keep Niang on the bench. I just like his energy. I like how he comes off. And I don't know if he would be able to handle a starting role in a playoff series. I don't, I don't know if he'd be able to handle that role yet or ever. I like Niang's role. I think he's fit comfortably in that role. Um, and also, if you bring Niang into the starting lineup, then really you have no shooting production off the bench consistently because Niang is probably our most consistent bench player. Shake, again, has to step up. Thibel needs to take shots. Danny Green, you don't know what you're going to get from these guys. So I would, I would keep him on the bench for now. And we have a $10 donation from my guy Philly Shad. What's up, bro? What's going on, Philly Shad? Thank you so much. Another great channel member. Says, love the live RB. I think the media needs to stop this love affair with triple doubles and Jokic. I'm going for UNC tonight. Philly Shad's on the underdog train. I might have to join him on there, man. Might have to join him on there. Um, but yeah, Philly Shad, uh, to your point about Jokic, again, I'm not taking anything away from Jokic or Giannis. They've they've all had great seasons. Them two and Embiid have been superior to the rest, in my opinion. But but Giannis has his. Jokic has his. I think it's Embiid's time to win it. 
Do I think he is? It's tough after the, you know, a couple recent struggle games and, you know, there, there's just a lot of advanced analytics and, and stuff out there that people like to follow when, when it's all said and done. And it was a great point by, by Mark Farzetta, what Joel has had to go through this season. I know Jokic lost two starters, but Joel Embiid literally had to deal with a teammate, a guy who was supposed to be his counterpart, literally quitting, quitting, not even coming back, just leaving and leaving a gaping hole in the lineup. And games like the Cavs game yesterday were the exact type of mirror image games that we used to have earlier this season where Embiid was taxing the heck out of his body, where he was putting it all on the line every single night, carrying his team, getting it done. I feel like people are are losing sight of that. This is Joel Embiid. He's dominant this year, and I think it should be his turn to win it. I do, and, and it's a lot on him. It definitely is. So we'll see what happens down the stretch. What I hope doesn't happen is I hope that we don't play Embiid the rest of the final games or try to win the MVP, and then he doesn't win. Now, in terms of the scoring title, could he be the first big to average 30s in Shaq? I think that's definitely attainable. But I don't know, man. I, I, I just really hope that he gets done right for once. But we'll see. We'll see. RB, how do you feel about the Sixers possibly paying hard 200 mil next offseason? I think it's a tough decision. I think you got to see how he looks in the playoffs. Uh, I want to. I I do think we should bring him back because I don't know where we go if we don't. Uh, and I think Maury will. But then again, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> Justin says, "You ever get tired of being a Sixers fan?" Nah, man. One thing you learn about Philadelphia sports from a young age all the way up is that this is just what it is, man. You're going to experience pain. You're going to appear experience frustration. But you know what, man? With that comes a lot of great things a lot of success, the most passionate fan base. That's right. I said it. The most passionate fan base in the country, in the world. Um, it, you know, whether you're from Philly or not, if you've ever been to Philly sports events, just, you know, been around places in Philly or, or just, just around the area. Um, there, there is no better city that I would rather root for than Philadelphia. Like with, with the bad comes just so much energy that just the, just life-changing experiences, just life-changing experiences. And we get a bad rep sometimes, but the energy and the passion is unmatched. It is unmatched and it is something unique. And, you know, you just, it, a lot comes with it. The good, the bad, everything in between, heartbreak, success, <laughs> like everything comes. The craziest stories in NBA history. But uh, it is what it is, man. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And just getting to talk about this team is just the best. It is. Like, imagine if you lived in, like, a quiet place, like the middle of the country that they watch their teams, but they don't really watch. You know, that's why athletes say Philly fans are the smartest because we will pick you up. We will pick up the littlest of things. We will talk about the 15th guy on the team just like the star. And that's why some guys who actually get it appreciate it like a George Niang he gets it he understands it some guys feed on that more than others so anyway man like Philly Shad says never get tired of being a Philly sports fan annoyed yes it's Philly versus everybody 
And uh, a lot of stuff coming up, man. A lot of good things. Uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait, especially for these playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be covering it all, man. And uh, I love it, man. I love it. Kevin says, I hear you. It's definitely a predicament. I want him to be the win MVP because he deserves it, but I want him to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. So definitely going to be interesting. We will see what happens. We'll see how it all plays out. Shout out to everybody for coming through today. If you have not yet, be sure to hit that like button and uh, please follow the Instagram page at Philly Take with RB, man. Follow that Instagram page. We're trying to grow in there. I'm telling you, we got some things coming, man. Uh, more collabs. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Shout out to Mark Farzetta for coming on today uh, for a quick little 30-minute talk. Um, we will be live. I, I think we'll be live tomorrow. Should I go live tomorrow? Should I go live tomorrow? Like I said, guys, if you're new to this channel, we try to bring the coverage from every angle. We're calling the games play-by-play. -play. We're doing news coverage videos. We're doing streams like this, collabing with others. We're doing call-ins. We're going to do a call-in very soon. Uh, we're bringing it from every angle. So I hope you guys appreciate that. And let's keep it going, man. We might be live tomorrow. We have, who do we have? The Pacers tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> uh it's going to be one of those games, isn't it? Just like the last four. But see how it goes, man. See how it goes. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun, man. Uh, Sixers and Pacers tomorrow, man. Sixers and Pacers tomorrow. Do we get the W? Do we rest? Probably not. Seems that uh, all our guys are not on the injury report. I don't know, man. I think we're going to play. Anyway, you guys have a great rest of your night. We'll see what happens in the national championship. Follow me on Twitter. We'll be talking about it more over there. Thank you all, man. Have a great night. Stay blessed as always. Peace.